So uh, we are driving in the car and the veils thin out. Uh, I, it's the only thing I can call it, the veils, because they feel like reality started, um, or what we call what we see, right? It started swinging like curtain, but very delicate, like Gosima. So it opened, it opened, and I saw um, like the reality we see is not, not as real as the image I see. Then all of a sudden, the image that came became much more real, and this became like, oh my God, almost like um, lifeless. That was the image that was coming so alive. It had like the light, I call that the light of sun of suns when I see that light, because I believe that's our natural state, our divine state. We will lift ourselves when we live in our reality of who we are, that everything will become with a lot more uh, life, light. Um, you got to accentuate the positive. Wow, I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just bad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. As always, so beautiful to be with you all today. Well, have I got a treat for you today. We're going to go into art and music and sacred sound. And I'm speaking to Amrita Magdala all the way over there in Sweden. Welcome to the show, Amrita. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen Swain. Am I correct? Yeah. Am I pronouncing it correctly? You're perfect. Beautiful. The cat wants to jump on me as usual. And please remember if you're liking the shows to share the shows and press that subscribe button and like and leave me a comment, especially if you're on another platform listening. I'd love to hear from you on the not so mainstream platforms. I'd love hearing people's comments, not, not too many people commenting on those platforms. Today, we're going to talk about the Voice of Gaia website, and it's so beautiful. I just loved it, and I thought, oh, I have to know more about the person who's created this website. So let me tell people a little bit about you, Amrita. Amrita is a natural mystic, poetry, art, and music artist, and her task is to serve as the founder and the beating heart behind the project, The Voice of Gaia. She holds in her being a deep love that keeps unfolding for nature, all traditions and humanity. For the last two decades, she's open to learn from the wild in her journeys throughout the world, immersing herself into the solitude of natural spaces, awakening not only her authentic voice, but also the voice of the world, remembering what earth and life is trying to communicate with us. Amrita acquired a unique and profound understanding for sound as a healing tool. In her experiences, Amrita has found there is no deeper teacher than nature, the nature of the physical environment as a mirror and the nature within us all. The Voice of Gaia is a music and art website. It was conceived from a vision that came to Amrita in 2012. Amrita believes in this moment more than ever, we need a sanctuary for the senses to rest within, the sanctuary of nature, and may this space be a sanctuary as well, the Voice of Gaia. May we remember Earth as a paradise. The world is sound. All you have to do is listen. We are the ones we have been waiting for. So the website is thevoiceofgaia.org. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I'd love to hear how the vision came to you and then we'll get into your story a little bit. The vision came, well, it came, I think it it, it made itself oh, during all my life, little by little. It's like I've been gathering little drip, drops of it and <laughs> drops. And finally, it came together in 2012 um, through a sacred vision I had. Um, it was so powerful um, that it, it it made it clear for me that I had to bring this down. Um, it came from women. Some women I saw, like the veil open, 
And um, it was one, an, an impactful mon- moment. I don't want to think people that I, this happens to me all the time. <laughs> so it's uh, it was so impactful um, that I knew these women exist- existed somewhere. They carried a message and um, it was so loving, so beautiful. Um, they said it was they came as um, the voice of the earth or the world and they just said please help us to bring back the memories uh, all my life i've heard the word um remember to remember uh, i remember um before i came here so i um before i actually was born i have memories of uh, of previously before the body and the last words I remember before that journey into this body was remember to remember. <laughs> so um, all my life, I had these two words to remember. I knew it was the time when this came uh, and it unfolded as a transmission in my heart that it was not with words, it was a sensation that has been unfolding over the years, right? I knew I knew to, we had to remember who we are. It was not only for me, this remembrance, it was, it was for humanity. And I'm part of these messengers now that are all over the world telling us we need to remember it is time. We need to remember our divine origin and who we really are. Yes, absolutely. I had the same transmission. And also, you know, the conversation with God books kept talking about to remember is to once again become a member of the body of God, to remember. And I thought, wow, that's so powerful. And, yeah, I call my sessions and all my private classes reminders from home because I don't believe any of us do not know anything that any spiritual teacher can teach us because our soul knows, but we just need to remember, (laughs) remember to once again be a member of the oneness of god so amrita is a spirit your spiritual name magdala how did that come to you yes this is very powerful how it came and uh, it also came through um, a retreat i made it was very sacred um, i created sacred space at home i was doing a practice because um, it's something has been happening to me with regarding food like food has been leaving me. <laughs> so I could um, digest less and less of uh, regular normal food. I had to go into more uh, liquids or more light food, like uh, raw foods, uh, fruits, salads. And in the process, I didn't know what was happening to me. So I found, I met um, this man that was doing, uh, offering these experiences called the 11 day process. It came during this, uh, it's a breatharian process. And uh, well, I made this uh, experience with him. In the middle of the experience, our connection was lost. So I had to do it all by myself in the sense of trusting my inner guidance. Something very uh, powerful happened, which is I had what they call a near-death experience in which I, I, understood oh I may be dying um so I opened myself in that sense that I knew I was doing something really um, that I believed in so much that I didn't mind in that sense if I if that had to happen so I opened myself completely to this experience uh, I left the body and when I came back um it was all new my thinking everything the way I saw the world is like the only way I can explain it, there was no walls um, in uh, in my mind. I call it the liberation of my mind. Um, and uh, then that that one word rang, Amrita, uh, for uh, very softly for a few days. Uh, at one point after two days, I'm very slow. <laughs> I thought, oh my God, maybe I've gone crazy. Or I was like almost laughing to myself until at the third day, which I was sometimes hearing it, Amrita, I said, oh, is this my new name? And uh, then it stopped. So I got it. I got the message. And I understood then very little by little that something 
very transcendental had happened to me. But it took me a while because I didn't have anyone to share it with uh, that could understand. So it took me a few years to understand what had happened. Wow. So this happened when you stopped ingesting food. Did you have the near-death experience because the body, like what what was happening? I'm I'm trying to explain why you had the near-death experience. I'm trying to understand uh, rather why you had the near-death experience. Yeah, the process, we had to start stop eating. It was very guided by this man. It was Mm -hmm. Victor Trubiano. He's very well-known, a dear brother. He guided it. He also said... Please uh, tell me anything that happens in the body. Um, I will know if you need to stop and actually ingest or continue. Um, So you need to stop. You go very um, softly from food to liquids, to salad, to liquids, and then three days of nothing. And then you come back again, water, juices, salads and food he can explain this very well it's been he's been offering this for many many years like jasmine Hin, i don't know if you've heard her yes he like made jasmine Hin's prof- process into more condensed 11 day instead of i believe it's 21 or i'm not well, sure because I've never done jasmine Hin's. well the synchronicity is i've just sent a newsletter out just before we came online because she's our next guest speaker in the, my online sessions, Jasmine, and we spoke to her this year on the um, show. And then I said, "Come and meet the little online tribe." And uh, so she's coming in in a week. Well, not less than a week, a couple of days, a few days. And so yeah, yeah, she's um, yeah, amazing. But please, so go I'm on. part of that tribe of the pranic experience. Um, ah, I guess I can call it that. That's a group of people who've been um, this. That opened to me by a series of signs also and synchronicities. So I always know when something is in my path and I just say yes and fully because it doesn't come out of my uh, logic or um, uh, pushing it out of something that I want. Um, So I opened to it and I knew something was happening because um, that maybe was not going so well because I felt weak, um, very weak. And uh, um, I lay down and I could, after five minutes, I couldn't move. It's like my my whole body start turning a weird color, let's say. <laughs> it started at the feet, uh, like like grayish color. And But the connection had fallen between us. We were supposed to call each other every day. And I couldn't reach him. I had no internet. I couldn't call anyone. I was at my home alone. No one knew. <laughs> so I um, I just lay down and I knew as my, I had no mobility, this could be happening. And uh, I just relaxed. I made peace, Karen, in that moment. I remember asking the words, do I need to forgive anything? Or do I need to be forgiven for something? That was my last thoughts. And as I thought, no, all is peaceful inside me. I just feel love and gratitude for this life. I thought I may die now. So I I send a loving message to all my family and my loved ones. And I say, please do not. I remember saying, please, God, don't let them suffer about this. I'm not. (laughs) So... It's, um, I just open with all my love in that moment to, I want to be present. I said, if I'm dying, I want to be fully in this experience. And um, I remember feeling, it was incredible, this um, vibration, very strong. It started at the feet and funnily enough, I recognized it. I knew, oh yes, this is, I knew once that vibration reached my heart, my heart would stop and I would. Uh, so it happened. I remember feeling my last breath. Um, also, after the heart stop, that was produced. And um, I remember after that darkness and lightning. <laughs> Funnily enough, like lightning everywhere in that darkness. And after that, nothing. I have experience of absolutely nothing, though 
I know because of what, when I came back, uh, the thing, the same thing was reversed. First was the lightning, then the heartbeat, not then the breath. <laughs> in the opposite, it was an inhalation, and then the heartbeat started, and then I felt the that um vibrating very low vibrating soft vibration all the way down to my feet but um and that it was so many hours that happened there um many many hours it was the next day when i came back um and uh, it took me a while to understand that it had happened a full day it was the next day because the first thing I, I knew, uh, like five minutes after I was conscious of myself again and body, um, the dawn came. Um, um, and I thought, oh my God, but I did this the previous morning. So <laughs> it was um, um, it was in, intense, beautiful. It was so much love. And I remember this expansiveness. I will never forget it. It felt like I've been released. Uh, it felt like a liberation. I I have no words for it. It's it. If I try to convey any words, I probably I don't make it justice. I, I have no words to explain that. Wow, what an experience! I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Do we need to have the literal death experience to have that same cleansing? that same liberation or can we stay embodied stay breathing stay stay eating in fact and have that same liberation what do you think hmm. good question uh i don't know i have no way to understand this or know what is the experience for each one i know this was the experience for me i was not looking for it and uh, it took me a while to understood i actually had a near-death experience I actually, yeah, it came again as many synchronicities telling me, no, it actually, you actually died and came back, right? Um, but there's no experience of no guides or seeing God or anything, um, nothing. I've uh, also had experiences of sometimes, at times I've um, accompany some souls to the other side and I do have experiences of this um, this was something else I've never um, it was peaceful Karen uh, that's the only thing I can say because there was not even experience of the experience yes I, I experienced a few seconds of that void for a few minutes I knew I know a breath was guiding the experience because that was um, when I lost connection with Victor, the only thing I, I gave myself to was breath. And an incredible breath started happening on its own. Um, but I don't have a knowledge of how to reproduce this breath again. It was like the intake and the outtake of this breath became one. I remember feeling, oh, this is like the ocean. And I remember being like, oh, like brushed by this ocean. It was like I was laying on the beach and the ocean was brushing my body, but it was just breath. And at one point, I didn't know when the where the intake or the out. It was just one. There was no meeting point of in and neither of them. And then that happened. Um, so I could say breath was my guide uh, and I could feel so much peacefulness. I have heard because I have friends who've studied with yogis. And I've st I began starting myself this year because I want to learn of more of these experiences I've had, maybe through them, because I know it's one of the oldest um, traditions and they do know have the knowledge of this as a technology of consciousness. So I went to the source of one of the sources here and I am, I've understood that maybe they do have similar experiences already. Um, but maybe not experiencing again that near death. Uh, I don't know, Karen, that's a good question. <laughs> it reminds me of Byron Katie's story. And, you know, By you know Byron Katie, she's an American spiritual teacher. And uh, she was, you know, her story is that she was depressed and quite ornery for about 10 years. 
And she used to wake up angry because she wasn't dead. She was just like, put me out of my misery. Put me out of my misery. Please let me die. And she woke up one morning. She said um, a cockroach crawled over her foot and she was just in this transcendent state where all her suffering had completely disappeared. And she had this and she was so expansive. I, I say she woke up dead. You know, she woke up like people describe when they're dead. So without pain, without resistance, you know, completely expanded, uh, like aware of everything and not concerned about anything. Um, it's hard to put into words, but, um, and she knew that all her suffering for, was for one reason, uh, and that was because she believed her thoughts. So if she stopped believing her stressful thoughts, she would never suffer again. And so for 30, 40 years, she's been teaching that. But, yeah, just waking up inside that expansive reality, just having that transcendent, transcending the limitation of the mind. Yeah, transcending it. And is that what you felt like when you came back? You had sort of transcended the limitation of the mind. What a purple orb sitting over here. Yeah, anyway. It is fine. It is um it is funny, Karen. Um it is funny because my thoughts were not even there. It was so joyous. I had no experience of the experience. I mean, I my my being was not searching for anything like that. I the only thing I was searching before is to to help my body with this ingestion. I believe this could help me because um, I needed some guidance of what was happening to me. I had gone through very violent um, rejection of food. Um, and of course, I never heard of breath or anything before. I didn't even know, I, I come from Spain. You need to understand that food is our culture. Um, I've gone to the hospital, they don't find anything. They all, or they are looking the doctors at me like, oh, maybe you're hypochondriac. <laughs> I'm going like, no, something seriously is happening to me. They don't have answers for me. And this book of the 11 day process where the 11 day process is mentioned is left by a friend of mine by accident on my apartment. So uh, I opened to this experience and this happened. And the most joy just, I can't explain. I felt alive for the first time. Like I think I remember it started to rain right after I came back. And the first thing that I heard that, that I saw was the light of the dawn. The light was exquisite. Um, and the sound of it started raining on the droplets on the roof. It felt like they were falling on me, though there was a roof. I was on the top floor. I could feel outside the ceiling. And those droplets were deliciously falling in my body. I stayed in hours in that state of this is this is who we are. The feeling that I was having, I knew that was, oh my God, this is what we should be feeling all the time, everyone. I, um, it was beautiful because... It was very slow. It was very slow, the understanding. When I tried to explain this, I knew people didn't have a way to relate it. I had a few friends that they were teachers and they were teaching consciousness and they said, oh, be careful. You might now, now delude yourself that you've had a, you know, and I'm like, oh, of course. Yeah. So I followed that. Maybe I don't want to delude myself. I swiped it out <laughs> i continued my life and um i didn't speak about that exquisiteness that i felt because it made people feel uncomfortable and all i wanted is for people to be comfortable because i was enjoying them for the first time so much everyone uh, that i say don't say a word and then it started unfolding unfolding i met a uh, my partner who I moved in with, I moved countries and it was when, that's when I had the other experience um, that the voice of Gaia came through um, a few months later. Uh, 
I knew, I heard also, I knew in my heart that I need to leave now, that I need to pack everything because my life is going to change. And uh, I packed everything. I follow that. I follow my heart. It's not that I hear voices or anything. Please understand this. I just had a knowing, a way of knowing without words inside. It's like, I can call it clarity. There's a voiceless clarity inside you where you know what to do. So I packed, I gave my clients, I used to give massage before them, uh, uh, an energetic massage. I I also taught Tao Yin, uh, Tao classes of yoga, type of yoga. I had been in this path for a few years of, I was really happy with my life in that way. <laughs> so I was not searching for anything. I was happy teaching this and doing this. And um and then the, this happened that completely shifted. Uh, I met uh, Thor and I came um, driving. He was living in the in, in Canary Islands and we drove all the way to Sweden uh, for five days. Uh, he said, why, why don't you come with me? And I, I knew I had to go with him. So I said, yes. And as we entered Sweden, this another amazing experience happened this is just a few months after this um i can talk about this if you want Karen. if you have enough time yeah so uh, we are driving in the car and the veils thin out uh, i it's the only thing i can call it the veils because they feel like reality started um or what we call what we see right it started swinging like curtain but very delicate like Gosima. so it opened it opened and i saw um, like the reality we see is not not as real as the image i see then all of a sudden the image that came became much more real and this became like oh my god almost like um lifeless that was the image that was coming so alive it had like the light i call that the light of sun of suns when i see that light because i believe that's our natural state our divine state we will lift ourselves when we live in our reality of who we are that everything will become with a lot more uh, life light um so i saw this very bright uh, um, image there was this women approaching the most beautiful astonishing women i've ever seen in my life there were three at the front. So they told me later that they might be 13 because of that. It was a small group. There was three beautiful, amazing. They just came and uh, they didn't speak either. Um, they just smiled and the smile went all the way in. Their braids were weaving themselves and unweaving in the most exquisite knots and i could say the knots were a language that went into my heart as a transmission and in their dresses there were all the patterns of the world of sacred symbology and they were moving in a dance beautiful with this incredible music and they were weaving themselves into one uh, they were recognizable and at one point they were not recognizable with me but they were most recognizable in a sense because I understood, I start weeping, I understood all was one language at the beginning and all sacredness traditions were one. And when we fell from our state of mind, because this, we didn't fail from any physical thing, it was just a consciousness, huh? a state of being, our thoughts drop into more dense matters they divided it was not into oneness we fell from that oneness everything separated and then it became like a part of human it was too big for all of us to remember so as i understood it each one had to remember in a different tradition it's like a puzzle of the whole humanity many traditions are holding one part of that oneness and um, because it will, it will require another mind to hold all that 
and understand that. So as we we came like apart, that's what, how I understood it. It made into many, many pieces and each one is holding a sacred piece of that amazing oneness we are. Um, and I understood then I was left with the words, words help us to bring back the memories, uh, claim your lineage, claim your heritage. And I understood this was a message to every one of us, our lineage, divine lineage, our heritage, our divine heritage. So um, I was left with this incredible, impactful experience for weeks, again, so loving. And then I knew because all my life had I had been gathering songs from all over the world that I consider sacred. And, and I knew, oh my God, I need to call the songs in, the the bird tribes as i heard in another dream later called the bird tribes and um the song lines um so i've been calling i started calling in 2012 uh, many people that i felt they are already in touch with the voice of gaia or the voice of the world the voice of their hearts and coming through many artists in the world visionary artists help us dream a new world where we need to go it needs to come through fantasy first, you see, because if we don't imagine, um, nothing can happen. So we need really fantasy is a tool to open to new world. Why, where do we want to go? What can we build? Huh? It needs to come through vision with heart. So I'm calling these people. For many years, nothing happened. Nobody could understand what I wanted to create here. And I kept saying, it's not me, it's us. I don't want to create this. We want to create this. And if I kept telling people, even the, if we don't know it yet, this is one, just one project of many, uh, many movements, many projects. And I understood this as a part of a bigger, right, uh, movement in the world. And we are all just bringing our own. And at one point, all these parts will come together in this uh, synergy, you might say. Um, so it's good that we don't know for the parts because then our another brain, uh, uh, our left brain will come in and try to make logic and try to control it. So it's much better. Maybe we're doing it like this and we are meeting what I call the family of souls uh, who are, we are ready to, we are awakening now to do this job. And as we awaken, the whole world will shift. It's unstoppable the way I see it. It's inevitable. <laughs> it's already happening. <laughs> so this is, I start knocking. This came, the voice of Gaia. And I'm asking musicians and artists to join. And I'm asking them to gift a song to the world, to humanity, to Gaia, to Earth, and or um, to love, um, to give back to Mother in the same way that gives us. It means these songs are not linked to any private projects or making money. We are releasing them with our hearts in this space. And I believe if um, this could really um, make a shift for the people who hear them, huh? remember, help us to bring back the memories. So uh, everyone is bringing a piece of that uh, through mother. I tell them how to do it because it was given to me to give to each one. And um, I speak with each one of them. Uh, that's the only thing they told me is speak one-on-one. -on -one. If they don't open to you, it's uh, just continue until someone comes. I am very patiently talking to each one, uh, connecting, sharing this. And... Um, and then they feel it they in their hearts if they should come here or not. Um, so this is what we're doing. Uh, I believe also um, this is a knowledge that came, not a belief. It's really, I know that our, um, I started hearing sound in a different way. So I start many times how it acts on us. Uh, sound is very powerful. So our music now in the planet is keeping us in a very low resonance. It's it's beautiful in the sense, like um, 
when you hear it, it feels uplifting. And, but it's in the same way as plastic food. It's very, it tastes good. Huh? It's, we like it. We love the chocolates. We love the crisps. We love, it tastes good, but it might not do you very well. Um, so um, the same thing is happening with our music. It may sound good, but it's not doing us very well for our current state of consciousness, what we can open now. It's been the music of our past. We need to start opening to other sounds and uh, to not need so much uh, in the same way we don't, to not need so much flavor, <laughs> to not need so much intensity because the heart cannot open in, in those, in, in our music now. It's too mental and too, sound, too much flavor or actually do something and bring us back to that softness and that calmness inside. Um, so I'm knocking on this sacred music, people that are doing, uh, uh, knocking on people's doors who are making either sacred music or inspirational music, but coming from a more slow, um, like heart music, uh, um, heart songs, Ikaro healing music, um, they're very calming, soothing. We need them a lot now. That's why they're becoming so big, Icaros. Um, and they're coming through medicine plants. Huh? Also, the voice of Gaia, that's why it's so strong through medicine, through plants. Many people open into that. Some people don't need that. They're opening through other ways, through their own connection to spirit. Then it's the yoga songs, the kirtans, huh? the meditation music is so precious. So... It's some, um, some uh, the the music also born in each uh, in in each area. Like if you go to Africa, there's natural sounds that these they do naturally because they're so connected to earth. They're still in some parts of Africa, not all of them, because many are very modern, very modern like us. <laughs> but if you still go to some areas, you could hear this music. It hasn't been touched by the world yet, but by the Western world and by modernity modernity it's very connected um so we are calling all these types of music to come here yes you're explaining something that i learned recently i went into the center of australia to make a, a hand drum and um jane elworthy who's a masterful musician drummer light language shaman was explaining about what you were just talking about she was explaining how the modern music is at the four beat and the four beat boxes you into a specific paradigm it's like you're boxed in and but if you go into the five beat or the three beat or the seven beat it sort of releases the constraints and you start to move into a different frequency and when she was playing the five beat on the drum, I moved straight into a past life as an American Indian playing the fame frame drum. Like, yeah, as soon as she did the five beat, not the four beat, which is the natural beat that we have been all conditioned into through our mainstream music. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. What's her name again? That's amazing. That's beautiful. Yeah, Jane Elworthy. She's been on the show a few times. I'll, I'll um, connect you two because she's just... She doesn't really have songs or music, but she's um, she's channels and light language and plays the drum. I don't know. Maybe she could. Maybe she could do something with your website. I I know that you said the people on the website have to be in alignment with your vision. So it's not for every musician or even every conscious musician. It's it's the alignment of the mission or the remembering, as you say. Yes. Uh... Yes, this is hard for me because I love everyone in the sense that I know many people wanted to come with their music and I listen to the music and they're still in that other music. So this is hard because they're very accomplished musicians. Um, but I, the, the invitation is to break from that paradigm. So it means we need to open and it happens to everyone. Uh, it comes very simple, even people who don't know music. I didn't know music it just happened after this happened that I picked up the guitar the guitar started showing me yes sure I learned a few chords but then after the few chords I said okay I need to break free so it just started showing me how to 
just follow and when you're following and listening naturally it uh, slows down the rhythm and even if you were to sing a song of four by four right um it would come from a different space then it creates something uh, amazing there are already amazing musicians that uh, are creating songs, but they're just flowing through and flowing and flowing. And they come with this incredible lyrics. Uh, even if it's at the beginning, this music where it doesn't sound too new, right? Or too complex. It's already doing something. It's bringing an ease uh, to us. Um, many non-musicians, not learned musicians are opening to music in this way now. And I just can't wait to see what's going to happen after a few years with that, because I know it's only starting and it will develop more and more. Um, yeah, thank you for 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 sharing that. I feel we could even invite her to maybe explain this from her point of view, why what music is doing in the other sense and why another music will help us open to a different type of consciousness. Also very interesting to happen, I have to say, because I know many musicians in where I come from. And uh, before, when I used to listen to that music, like I used to listen to a lot of jazz, I found this music when I heard it for the first time, very boring. I remember that many, many years ago. And it's funny how fascinating it is that I find it so incredibly beautiful now and not boring. And now I find jazz boring. <laughs> How did this happen? And uh, then I understood again, it's kind of, it's again frequency. Mm. Feels of resonance, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it, absolutely. It's, it's alignment with frequency. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. What? It's like when you give up salt or sugar and everything tastes bland and then when you give it up, everything starts tasting beautiful and you have something salty and it's like, Ooh, it's like you just, you've shifted your resonance, your frequency. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Can, can I ask you? Food anymore. Yeah. yeah. Are you a, a breatharian now or do you eat? I mean, this is just my curiosity. Wow. This is uh, what a question, right? Many people around me say I'm a breatharian, but I guess I have a love for food. Mm. So I haven't, I'm not um, I do know I need to very soon uh, open to a new uh, depth. I know I, I can eat less and less solid foods. Mm -hmm. um, and um, the the food that I, where I feel healthy, right, it's with fruit and juices. So you could say I'm a fruitarian more. I eat less and less salads even, though I need sometimes like celery juice. Uh, you could call that a. Um, vegetable so I'm not sure what I am I once uh, heard that you're consider something if that is a greater percentage in your diet right you're so I do a lot of uh, dry fasting so you could say I'm partly breatharian because it's a big percentage now um I would consider much more like maybe fruitarian or liquidarian if we must say anything though I don't I don't want to define myself on these terms because I see it as an ab absurd <laughs> I'm not fruitarian breatharian or I am something else I would love to be considered a better human being better and better human being yeah. then I would be happy or an enlightened human being because uh, you know that. I've had I've had um I talk about him often a guy called Garnet Schulhauser on on the show many times probably about 8 9 times and his spirit guide takes him around the cosmos in his astral form and shows him many worlds just just so many things and he's like written five books about it and he he says that the highly evolved beings eventually move away from food as they evolve in their consciousness and um, many of the ets on other planets that are much more evolved than us consciously are on liquid diets or no food it seems to be a, a common a common theme throughout the cosmos that the more evolved we are in our consciousness it requires less 
physical intake of of food and um quite quite practical if you're you know screaming around the cosmos in a spaceship to not have to carry you know <laughs> truckloads of food with you <laughs> yeah i imagine so um i have also met many quite enlightened souls who kept eating uh, i've read about this a lot because of course um i wanted to find out what's what's happening, who could guide me more uh, around this. Uh, though I've been following, I don't find anything, so I've been following my inner guidance on this. Um, and it's funny because I've seen, then what happened? Why Why is not this person or that or that or that? So I'm not sure if that is um, something for all of us at the moment. Or if maybe somewhere Absolutely. where we are going and some of us are picking, genetically uh, speaking, right? Yeah. That something in the genetic codes that is, we are at the peak of shifting something, like the point of an arrow or, or something. And some of us are experiencing uh, something around this, like a shift, but mm. maybe it's not for the whole yet. Um, yeah, and I don't think it's a requirement sure. for enlightenment either. Uh, he, he He visited a planet... And I'll never forget this, where food, as they evolved in their consciousness, they wanted, like you said, you come from Spain and there is so much ritual around food. Um, probably everywhere on the planet, there is so much ritual around food. You know, we're going into the Christmas time, we've come out of in the States, the Thanksgiving. It's all the food, the food, the food. But this planet enjoyed the ritual of food. They moved beyond the need for it, but they enjoyed the So they evolved into a completely vegan society but the food was emulated what we do now and they had these the social life and the restaurants that we have but they were completely evolved society moving out of the need for competition and money and all that sort of thing but a highly evolved physical human society on this other planet and they all ate to their heart's desires this um, vegan uh, sustainable um, food uh, because they enjoyed the ritual of food and they made a decision to take that to take that with them as they evolved. And I thought that was really interesting. And Garnet was saying that they had this little pill that they would take that would uh, regulate their metabolism so that they could eat whatever they liked and never put on weight. <laughs> and I thought, hmm, that'd be handy. <laughs> but he wasn't to bring that, that back. Sounds that fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, um, um, and Jasmine says it herself, you know, if if she wants to enjoy a cup of tea and a chocolate biscuit with someone, she will, because there is there is there's love in that sort of enjoying, you know, a drink together or a sweet together. There's that ritualistic part of sharing food, breaking bread together. Yeah. So I think we can't get too rigid in these views, but um, yeah, it is. So I I'm guided by my my body because um some foods do not have any taste at all anymore mm, mm. they don't taste uh, like if i eat rice absolutely not taste or pasta um so i know okay this is not good um like the taste of the things is actually living because my body is already saying there it's it's not recognizable for it right i the way i'm reading it is that it doesn't need it anymore Mm -hmm. but for example fruit it has a lot of taste so then i'm staying more with what with that salads are starting to lose taste and it's interesting that you say i know we're stuck on the food subject but um, (laughs) i have noticed i've never been a big fruit eater but i have noticed that fruit taste ex- more exquisite to me now than it used to. So, um, and they say that fruit being the way that it's grown, it's up high, you know, it has a higher frequency vibrational resonance. Um, yeah. And when you start acclimate to that resonance and you're more in alignment with that resonance, it, it tastes better. And when you're not in alignment, as you say, it doesn't taste or it tastes awful. It's really interesting, isn't it? But I sometimes I eat, a pear or a mango or something and I'm just like oh my god it's just like this explosion of like exquisiteness really in in many ways yeah it's interesting but going back to sound when I was away with um 
with Jane and the girls. It was a women's retreat that we were doing. I found myself very tired as I played the frame drum. And I'm just thinking it was just me being, you know, tired, not not equating. And then we had a little meeting the other day and I was playing it again. She was giving us some tips because she goes into the whole history of the frame drum and how important it was in our history and how women were classically the bearers of the frame drum. But somewhere in our history, they outlawed it and they wouldn't let women play it. In fact, they used to burn the people that played the drum, the shamans as the witches. And, you know, we've had that horrible history. And so there's a lot of dark history involved in it, um, like, like everything on this planet, really. I went into that complete exhaustion and Jane recognized in me, you're tapping into something when you pick up this drum that is activating this, you know, this exhaustion in you, some sort of horrible history. And I thought, wow, yeah. But she's brilliant at describing how the frequency of the drum and women playing it and the shamans, yeah, she's got the whole history. It's amazing. She's beautiful. But maybe she could share that on the voice of Gaia because it's it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. What do you think? Well, amazing. Yes, So. Um... I think it's beautiful we are picking up some of this um, history in the sense that if women have felt a natural drawn to drum, um, drum is, for me, it has a natural, uh, it brings us back to the earth and the heart, the beating of the heart, right? So just to come to this, right, even if some painful memories need to come through, for me, everything is now. I don't live in the past, or at least not anymore. Or I don't like to go there. When people tell me who you were in the past life, or I don't want to go there. I'm not there. I'm here. So it's um, to cling to anything of the past or to a painful memory of who we were in the past. I don't feel it's good for us right now. Not for women now. Uh, we need to let go of all that. Let go of that story. And find out who we are now. But yes, I would encourage every woman to pick up a drum because it's uh, it's very earthy, and we are very earthy. We we bring babies, <laughs> we are mothers, and this planet um, we can hear our hearts, our the heartbeats of other if we tune right to that heartbeat uh, that the drum has. That mm, to find our rhythms in the drum is to find our rhythms in our hearts. So I would ask women to connect to that. Right now, a lot of women are connecting to history, to the past, ancient past, because they find that that inspires them. But I would I would encourage them to fantasize even better about something new than to cling, cling to some painful stories of our past, because that will always only bring sorrow and we need to let go of the pain of sorrow. This is so important because anything that is here, or we vibrate, we bring it into the future. Uh, we, we for sure don't need to bring this <laughs> back. Even if it happens, um, we need to let go of all stories. Also, in our lives, it's very important to let go of the story, huh? to not cling to what happened to us. Not We bring it back. Um, that's what I would say. If that happens, let it go fast. Oof, okay, that's gone. Thank you. I come back to something that is uh, beautiful now. The power of universe, it's positive. It's um, divinity vibrates in positiveness. Um, right now, the world is clinging to our story of pain. We have defined ourselves through our pain. It's almost we don't want to let go of it because look what we went through. No, I can't let go. It was too much, right? So, but then our identity is clinging to a story of sorrow and it's not allowing us to open to the immense beauty, incredible, amazing, creative, positive, creative <laughs> beings we are. Um, yeah. Look, I absolutely, absolutely agree with you 100%. But many people do find that transformation through understanding where their pain comes from. And once they have a 
a logical uh, intellectual grasp on why they feel the way they do it gives them permission to let go of the pain and the sorrow and to move back into the remembrance of the joy and the pure positive energy of the call of source. And that seems to be a lot of the healing that happens in our world at the moment. But I absolutely agree. It's not necessary. (laughs) It's not necessary at all to go back into the story. But we do. We love our stories, don't we? We love our stories here on Earth. We love understanding why we feel the way we feel, why why we do certain things. Like even understanding when Jane had said that to me the other day, like I'm picking up the drum, I'm playing it, and then I feel like I want to, I'm so exhausted, I want to faint. And understanding that this is coming from some trauma in the past made me go, oh, so I didn't feel so victimized by the exhaustion. I thought I was fascinated, in fact, like, wow, that's exciting. I'm interested to explore that so that I can like, like transmute it, let go of it, dissolve it. And um, yet another upscaling into the ever infinite call of source. What else would you like to share with us about the voice of Gaia and all the people that are listening? Mm, Right now, I would love to share about uh, an event we're having on the 21st and 22nd. We are celebrating every solstice and every equinox in this in this sense, we invite artists uh, from um, all over to join us. And uh, it's not really what we're doing because what we're doing is just holding this uh, a space for ma- a mandala of songs and art. Just holding the space is enough. But we are also, we decided to create some events and we invite the ones who want to join us who are already within the movement. Um, we have 27, I believe, 27 artists at the moment gathering on the 21st and the 22nd uh, with amazing music and art that they will share online uh, in this space. So um, uh, I would invite people to come and see if they enjoy it, see if they like it, they resonate, um, enjoy all this wonderful music. Vicky will be with us. Vicky is the one who placed me in contact with you. She's also from Australia. She's been amazing here. Uh, Without her, this could not have happened. Um, We've been walking together in the manifestation uh, of this this movement. We want to really, we would love to to turn it into a movement. Uh, So more and more of these, uh, the people who, they feel right. Uh, okay, I'm in resonance with this. Please come in into the portal of music and art. If you go into the website, you click on the heart, you enter the space where you can listen to songs and uh, look at the paintings, visionary paintings or sacred art paintings. If you are one of these musicians, they could connect to us and join. Um, um, Yes, I would invite these people to come and join and, and and listen to these songs. We will have also wisdom keepers from, from sacred traditions, some oh, sacred coming. A message for the world. Is this an online event that you're talking about? It is an online event at the oh, moment. Yes. Is it a ticketed event? Are you charging? We are not charging. It's for free. Oh. Uh, we will welcome donations. Donations. Yes, Beautiful. To help us keep uh, this happening. So it's not our objective and we didn't want to direct it or draw the energy to this. So we will see how we would do this with donations in the future. We would also love to maybe at one point, yes, open for donations. So maybe we could support uh, projects that are helping either to keep uh, the, to plant trees or keeping safe the virgin places of the world our nature and or also there are people right now many projects supporting uh, indigenous uh, people to Mm -hmm. stay in their lands so they are not kicked out Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to protect the earth and the remaining spaces this could not be um, the remaining natural spaces that we have this could not be more important at the moment because everything is really, um, are, it's like a fractal, it works. Uh, so the earth is our um, mirror in this sense. Um, mm-hmm. 
we are not separate from earth we are not put on it <laughs> we could say we are in it um yeah, so it's very important to it's like what would you do to your body if you have a cancer or you have a sickness or uh, you will not keep right uh, eating or doing the same things that are generating that you will look for ways to balance right to come back to health in the same way we need to do this in the planet yeah, um, yeah we're wearing the earth the same chemical composition of the earth is the chemical composition of this physical form yeah we're literally wearing the earth <laughs> we need to care for a bigger body too for our bodies too but also for a bigger body um, yeah beautiful yeah. so how do people join the online event? They go to thevoiceofgaia.org and they, they can follow instructions there. Is there? Yes, thevoiceofgaia.org. And they have, there's a email there. And they can connect to us. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's a contact. And you'll and send can... out an email about the um, event. And is there a Facebook, Instagram? Yes, we have Facebook and it's the Voice of Gaia also. Mm -hmm. uh, you will recognize us. I don't know if more people are using the name. Sometimes they do. Mm -hmm. um, by we are the turtle. The turtle. <laughs> beautiful, uh, very colorful turtle that was um, donated by Kai Wilder, one of the artists, also from Australia. How many artists, both visual artists and music artists, are involved in the website at the moment? Why well, I, uh, I haven't counted recently, but probably around 78, 79, maybe mm -hmm. around that at the moment. So with every song, you get the visual, you get an artist's painting and, and music. It's absolutely an exquisite, exquisite website. I loved it. As soon as I saw it, I thought, oh, this is beautiful. Oh, this is so, so great. This is so special. I shared it with my group. I said, check this out, check this out. I don't know, because we share a lot of stuff. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for doing that. That's beautiful. Amrita, it's been just exquisite talking to you today. <laughs> Honestly, your story blew me away because I wasn't on camera, but you should have seen my face. She was sharing some of her story. I'm like, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so thank much you for all the work thank that you're doing. And as you say, this is just one of many projects that are on the boil to um, yeah, bring us back to the remembrance and connection and unity with the earth and with spirit and with each other and with love and with source. Beautiful. I look forward to hearing more from you in the future. Thank you again. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much. How beautiful was that? I just loved that. I know I say that after every show practically, but I really did not know Amrita's story at all. And so I listening to it, like I hadn't watched a video of her sharing the story. Actually, she just told me because we just finished talking after the show just then that she, that was the first time she's ever shared her story publicly and I said wow you shared it so well because as she shared that energy that she experienced during her NDE and um, after she came back and I felt I was resonating with that same energy that's I was telling her that's why I used to love watching people's NDEs as they remembered that energy of source that they witnessed or experienced during their NDE and they were relaying that remembrance they were also evoking and um, emitting that same frequency or getting close to it anyway and I would tune into that and just like just bask just bask in that beauty of oneness just and I felt that with Am Amrita I just loved that just beautiful so check out the website and share the website with people. It's a free website with the most exquisite music. You can listen live and you just listen to the music that's on loop or you can actually click on the different musicians and experience the music and the artwork. Like you can, you know, move between the musicians and experience. I when I first found it, I found the musicians and then I went to their Facebook pages, you know me, I'm so curious, and went to their Instagram accounts, like, who are you? What else do you do? Let me hear other songs you do, both the artists and the musicians, not all of them, but just as I was going through the music thinking, oh, let me listen to this one, let me listen to this one, let me listen to this one. I was, yeah, just finding out who all these amazing people are. Actually, I found some I found some incredible ones and I started listening to one in particular over and over and over again with all his different YouTube and songs and stuff and oh just 
exquisite. I loved it. Just I loved it. It's a beautiful website. And the event sounds like it's going to be great too on the 21st, did she say, 21st of December, the event with some of the musicians on the website. Yes, exquisite, exquisite, exquisite. Just loved that. Is this the last show for the year? No, I think I've got another show. Uh, I'll have you. I've got a couple more shows before the end of the year. I haven't got a show booked in over the Christmas week. Um, yeah, might have that week off. I was going to say Merry Christmas and all that hoopla, but I'll be back. I'll be back for another few shows. But check out thevoiceofgaia.org. It's just beautiful. And thanks again for listening and watching. And please, if you want to join us with Jazz Maheen, who's coming up this Sunday, Monday, it'll be Sunday in the US and Canada and Monday morning in Australia and New Zealand. It will be Sunday night in Europe for people in Spain and France and and Sweden. <laughs> it'll be 11 to 1 a.m. So it'll be Sunday, Monday. Uh, Jazz Mahine is going to come and enlighten us. She's beautiful. Hopefully she'll turn up. She did send me some emails saying that she's looking forward to it, you know, a month or so ago because I booked her ages ago. But she has been on the show. Check out her story on Accentuate the Positive. The cat's just desperate to climb up. I'm not in my usual position. <laughs> I'm not sitting on the couch today. Stuff's going on in the house. So I'm up in the bedroom. He's trying to jump up on me on the chair I'm on. Yes, beautiful. All right, Jasmine's coming up, as I said, repeating myself. And um, remember to check out the book Awakened by Death if you haven't already. And I'll see you soon. Big love to all of you. Bye for now.